0: I'm a member of Mangukau Kao and ended up in the foster care that's a boy's home, social welfare, and, uh, became a state ward. Two major crews at that time, with have Black Plakpau, Mangukau, we fought and killed each other for the jails. I had no uh, qualifications other than the fact I'd done more than 40 years in jail. My name is Michael Uyutipo. Um I just turned 60. I am... Uh, I was born in Whakatane. Uh, born and bred there. Um, my whakapapa takes me to Tuoi and Natiawa. 9th of December. I turned 60. The same day my son was convicted of murder. It was a Um I shared a... Uh, a cultural uh, report with his um, probation officer, hoping that it would help him. So I laid it all out there—the um, life we lived, um, which affected my son, the drugs, the gang life.
1: Yeah, uh, but there was no excuse for what he did. Yeah. So can you sort of share what it was like? While I'm paint a picture of like Waimana and and what it was like growing up there. Yeah. Waimana. it's like. Uh, it's a place time forgot, uh,
0: their first language is um, you know, they, they live a real comfortable, easy lifestyle, uh, no pressures like money and paying rent and that, um, when they're hungry they just go shoot, they shoot animals and trap and grow their own the majority of them. Um, that's what I see Wyman is. I like going there. Uh, I went there before I came up. Uh, just to get some of my two way papa papa. have me on my journey. Mm. So that's Wyman and Nutshell. Uh, a real hard place if you if you haven't been there. people are beautiful. Finally, are beautiful. Got as far as uh, Three months into my third form before I was expelled. Uh, prior to that, uh, I uh, ended up in the foster care, that's a boys' home, social welfare, and, uh, became a state ward. Um, so, as a state ward, uh, that's a requirement to get educated reading, writing, arithmetic. So, we learned that. Um, well, how were we the boys' homes, Baba? No, they were hard. They were hard. Yeah, quite cruel, actually. Uh, run by ex-military, um, Navy, Army, Air Force, uh, retired guys. It was all males. So it was like a regimental regime. You see a nice three bags, too. Yeah.
1: No... No good for of that place. What sort of things were you exposed to uh, in those places? Physical abuse, mental abuse, and sexual abuse.
0: Um, so you had to navigate your way through that. Uh, it was hard. Mm. That was some boys' homes. Mm. Got some good hiding there. Uh, ended up in the hospital a few times. Broken legs, broken arms. At what age? Oh, God, was a 12, 13? 11, 12, 13? Mm. Uh, the good thing about uh, being in the system, everything's recorded. So they have to uh, please explain. So all the uh, x rays and documentation are still there to this day. Um, so after the boys' homes, uh, they pretty much groomed you for the borstles. Um There was no family contact. Like I said, I was taken to court one day with my mum, and she went home without me, and I hopped into a car, and they took me to the Hamilton boys' home. I didn't see my family for a few years. Yeah, uh, I didn't know about rules and regulations you got to learn as you go, and the only way you learn is through punishment, and then you learn. Mm. Uh, so it's about fighting for your survival, fighting for your pudding, the Sunday race, and it was about that.
1: And so that was Du boys. James. Were like gangs and things something that you grew up around back then, were they around back then? Or? The gangs were already
0: at home in Pukatane, Kawato, uh, got family members and loved ones on both sides, Mangumau and Mangukaha. So everything was, everything's cool But when we're at home, that's when we're on the streets, that's when the bitching and the fighting starts, otherwise we still love one another. Mm-hmm. I'm a member of Mamukau Um Still love our Black Power New Zealand brothers. Yeah. We share a centerpiece, which is the raised fist. And we took that as a universal struggle of um, fighting the system, fighting the man. So it was there way before I came along. Uh, we're just adding tools. but it goes only out. Maybe two months before I end up in Boston. So I got busted with a tinny, um, and it wasn't even mine. Uh, we got pulled up by the police. Uh, my brother throws it to me, he says, here, hold that. So like a dumb bugger, I'm holding it. And the police goes, oh, oh what's that? Oh, it's this you Three under arrest, and I got charged two years. look to two. And I didn't even, I hadn't even smoked a joint in my life. And he just started drinking, experimenting with drinking. So that was nought to two bottles. I think I did most of that. I got at the age of 18. I think within a couple of weeks, I was back in the game. Got another nought to two and I got up when I was 20. Just in time for my 21st birthday. I didn't get patched up till uh, 1980, hmm, 82. I was totally fit. I didn't smoke or drink. And it was all about power and control, total domination. Um, if you wanted to take it, that was my, uh, my whole life force. Believe it or not, I actually did well. I, Started playing league at the age of 20 and oh. played and cracked it. Played for the Bay of Plenty Rugby uh, League, um, second division. Um, our, our last end of year game we played up in Pai uh, Pukele in Northland. Um, he that guy, oh God, he ended up being a Kiwi coach and coaching uh, uh, Sydney. Uh, Oh, God, what's his name? Grambling. He was the uh, Northwind coach. Um, Tony Edwin and we were playing for Northwind at that time, and we beat them. We were setting the Uh Peter Ford was our captain, our uh, runner. There was a lot of brothers in there at that time. We did really well. I uh, got my first pay, uh, 50 bucks a game. I said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, didn't follow through on it, mate. Uh, No good regrets. We ended up in a a GBH, uh, yeah, um, about two and a half years. Did most of that and just just kept on keeping on. That was my go-to, that's what I knew. Um, I didn't use alcohol and drugs much. The time was when we celebrated, so uh, I wanted to be a, a, the best soldier I could be, so I always followed orders, uh, the order of the day was don't get out of it, don't get drunk, don't do the money, come back, and you get the treats, that's a sweet. So that was the Papa. get the job done, come home. I treated whakatāni as my home, I never did any major crimes there, that was my go home and have a rest.
1: My crime was arrested at Aotearoa and North in South Islands. So how, how were the prison systems, Mama, when you first started going to prison? What was that experience like for you? Okay. Uh,
0: ended up in Central, in Waikiria, on the Blue Stripes. So that's for GBH, uh, Grievous bodily. <laughs> White Stripes are the murderers. Uh, saw and experienced my first suicide. Do you want to have a pull And so mm, you could hear it. It's, so slow asphyxiation. It's not like in the movies where you jump off and you hang yourself and break your neck. It's uh, it's slow. that mm-hmm. you uh your sheep. Turn around your headlight, you know, your and you're lighting yourself, and slowly hang yourself. And, um, so the first suicide. Um, so I guess you know, your natural instinct is to try and save yourself, even though you're trying to kill yourself. I can't figure it out. While he was hanging, he was trying to kick the heels on the back of the door. These two screws coming. What the is f- going on? Um, Screamed out, Bottom Rainy, Samuel cell, and they got uh, on the doors, they got uh, like a slot, an eye slot, and open opened it. He's not dead yet, and he walked away. That was my first introduction to uh, geese. Mm-hmm. Nothing about criminals, you get what you deserve. So that was their mindset. Ooh, okay, I not give up. And I guess we had to, that was our first coming together I think, uh, yeah, of um, other criminal elements and crews. It's um, had some major fights in these uh, people killed, stabbed. being through one riot against the system. It was good at the time. They came in and break our bones, they couldn't hammered us. In the 80s and 90s we I guess we reached uh, the pinnacle of taking out the jails and uh, the two major crews at that time with mongborg black pal man we fought and killed each other for the jails uh, thank god days are over yeah. so that's pretty much how it is now Major crews, one the major jails. I first saw uh, the influx of five A ones uh, meet personally was two thousand and sixteen. I said, "Hmm, this is going to be interesting." And sure enough, here we are today, and they're coming in by the plane light. The plane light. Um, I guess some of those crews are onto it, and they future forecasted, and they're planned for their uh, Exodus back home. But Aroha uh, my. I feel sorry for some of our brothers there too, because uh, they might have been born in New Zealand, Aotearoa, but that's all they, their ahu and their hearts, their families, their, their whole lives are back overseas.
1: And, you know, they lost pretty much. Well, I mean, so to go back again, brother, so you've ended up doing that GBH, you've done your time there. So, I mean, from there, bro, where did it, were you still in Bakatane at that point, or were you just all over New Zealand? And, yeah, uh, I moved to Auckland for a while.
0: Got some more skills, and um, eventually we went to Wellington. Uh, got involved with the killing down there. 85, 86. Um, Ended up getting to that same guy's tongue, uh, unveiling, sorry. Uh, Was acquitted. Uh, Went to the brace tongue, all in house stuff. Uh, had, a, had a good relationship uh, with the woman of my dreams, uh, gave me a family. I shit. I didn't realise how damaged I was, brother. Yeah. So when you lose something that you regret it. Um, it. cost me twenty years of my life. Yeah. still got regrets. Um yeah. got a lot of love and respect for my my ex ex partner. she's still the mother of my children, grandmother of my course. Yeah. But we move on. Um, so I ended up doing um, kidnapping, torture um, at, at the High Court in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. The prosecution asked for 40 years, I was just, just taking me out the back and hang me. Um, unbeknown to me, uh, I, um, I was given a, um, a preventative detention, I didn't know what that, that was. Um, it wasn't done until later that one of our lobbyists said, hey, bro, I'm going to give up before you. I said, no, I'm giving up before you. You're never getting out of jail, you dumb bastard. Well, oh, read your paperwork. Read my paperwork, rang up my lawyer mother. You better stop fighting this. That was in 2003. I went in in 2002. Uh, went up to... Uh, how do you call it, the uh, Appeals Court, they threw it out. And we won one of the first cases that went up to the Supreme Court at that time. Um, from 2003, it was heard in 2009, it took bloody hell about six years. And uh, they reduced the sentence to 20. And we appealed it again on the grounds that we'd already done 80 months on remind And we won that appeal, so we ended up giving 80 and a half years, but the bastards, they put an accumulative on it. My, so accumulative means you gotta do each play every day of it. Yeah. So here we are.
1: Now I learnt my lessons. Uh well, so you end up getting 18 years. 18 and a half, yeah. Oh no. As well as your mentality going back in oh, the right. uh,
0: Mentality, if I'm gonna live here, I might as well own it not going to pay rent to nobody. I'd rather die standing than be a slave on my knees. I stab uh, stabbed a few times. I uh, was on death's store a few times. Uh, for the grace of God, I survived. And, uh, my first stabbing, I lost my spleen. Uh, ended up taking me to Wellington Hospital. Took my spleen out. Um, second stabbing, uh, I got stabbed. Uh, Just above, I just below the breastplate, um, uh, cut my um, um, gallbladder that makes the gall to break down the enzymes in your stomach. So they took that out. So, in my stomach, I can't make uh, gall to break down the enzymes, I can't process fat and stuff like that. Second stabbing, third stabbing, hit my liver and bit of my uh, kidney. And I lost about uh, maybe one-fifth, but they reckon uh, it goes again, thank God. Um, My second operation, they put this, uh, they experimented on me. They put this uh, gauze um, in my stomach to hold it all in. Uh, uh, Better than stitches, they reckon. Uh, then that started breaking down into my system, and um, I went from about uh, one hundred and thirty kgs to about ninety. And uh, I I, uh, I went back to hospital, so I had something wrong with me, and they took it out this mesh. Uh, uh, so that that was that time, uh, two thousand and sixteen. I ended up in hospital again. Um, All this, um, all this plastic shit that that got absorbed into my system, ended up in um, clogging up my, uh, how do you call it, it formed all these uh, rocks and crystalline stuff in my system and it started blocking me up. Um, I couldn't eat, Um, actually fainted. It wasn't for uh, my cellmates I could hit the button. Managed to get me to Fangere uh, Hospital, did this microscopic CG on me, um, catch games, all that stuff. Tell the staff, uh, I, yeah, I've absorbed it. Uh, it's still there. I guess um, through all the fights the and whatnot and loss of body parts, that San your me now. When I was released, um, I thought, hey, more pope. Probation and the police didn't want me there. Um, the judge, uh, when he finally gave me uh, release, he said, there's only one condition, Mrs. Tepo, you can never go back home. I said, whoa, 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 back it up. I've committed no crimes, no convictions there. only one good reason. Oh, pros- uh, probation and the police, no, that's not a good reason. I got I got too long away. Pang at the finger. I'm born in bedley when I die there I'm gonna be buried at that my or that my I've got a choice. Yeah. Now these people you're profession to say where are they gonna when they die where they're gonna get buried. And so I, I put that point all down and I refused. That's not I don't want to go then. If you can't if I can't go home, well I'll just stay in jail. Um End of the story, bro, they released me back into the same community that I'd done my kidnappings and I couldn't understand it and now I know why, it's because of the influence we have, it's the crazy part about it, man, yeah. so much wanted to change, but uh, I guess the powers that be and those that thought they were in power didn't want me back, Just dumb. Cause half of them I didn't even know. They were babies when I went to jail. Mm. So we're in a good space now. Uh, got home and I sat there for a whole year just watching it all go down. Never were alcohol, smoke crack, all marijuana. And I had enough. Uh, things are things are going to change. Mm. Long story short, I breached my conditions. I went back. But things have changed for the better now. Um, my son ended up in um, in the Grace Foundation. and I would come to visit him. It was on our 50th anniversary of Blacktown Mungkawa. It had been uh, organized. I didn't even bother going to that. I went to my son's. I sat there and I went, wow, this place is amazing, son. There's a beautiful place. It's actually here for you. It helped my son. He breached. Um and they they came and they they went to bed for him and got him out again, and his whole life changed. He's, he's the rock of our family now. Um, I raised him up to be a monkai. He says, "Dad, I don't want to be a monkai anymore." I said, "Three months, son. Thank you." And he gave me his colours back. So, yeah, uh, he's contributing to the community him and his wife are working full-time, a beautiful son and daughter, you know, and he's leading the way for our family. And I just thanked them for that too. So he's our rock at the moment. Um, so he's helping his brother, Perry and me. I've got into more TBH uh, again. And I reached out to the grace that they could help and uh, put my hands in God and I plead guilty, knowing full well that, uh, like my son, we were on strike here at that time. Uh, and I began to jail for the rest of my days. Uh, so, what was happening was under Labor, uh, they were trying to repeal it. Thank God they did, it took them six years. My son has to, um, uh, has to put him for a lawyer, so there's no, um, how do you call it? Under the under national, when he was uh, charged with it, he has to uh, appeal it, but uh, you know, he's not going to spend the rest of his days in jail. And I put my faith in God and the Grace Foundation. I was sentenced to eighty months for you. Yeah, that's amazing. And I relapsed. So I had to go back to Whakatane to get my charge. Mm -hmm. I wish I hadn't. I ended up going back (laughs) once and... My fight ensued and I ended up being charged with with intent to injure. I'm facing their charge today. So, once again, I ended up back in Beckham, Spring Hill for six weeks. Um, and I was released um, to grace um, just over three weeks ago. And here we are today. Wow. <laughs> God is good, right? Really. God is good. God is good really. oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'd and I love going to our Sabbaths, I really do. Um, I like giving service, I love it. Uh, it's not just giving back to the community, but actually helping those that really need it. And we are in a position where we just just say, Hey, come on, bro, come and have a feed. Yeah. So I can see the method there. The more we serve others, the better we feel, and it, and even the, the health and fitness regime. Oh man, I'm 60 years old. I'm in there. I nearly fainted my first time, but I'm getting there. But it's all part of the science, eh? And uh, the belief and the power of God. With the belief, you back it up with being fit, physically fit and it releases those endorphins and it makes you feel
1: better, make better decisions. I understand that process. Yes, I mean, um, what is the future, what are your future plans, brother, you know, from from here? I want to keep giving back.
0: Eventually, uh, I'd like to be part of uh, an organisation for rehabilitation, drugs, alcohol, and mental health. I think that's where I should be, that's where I'm feeling it. That was another thing I noticed too. um, when, uh, under National, they closed down all the mental and health um, centres. And so they still have a lot of abuse, and deaths, and custody, and psychological torture. And unbelievable, what's happening. But they've still got a duty of care. Uh, the police, you can't keep locking them up in, in prisons. You can't. It's inhumane. So that's another area we need to look at. And I'm one of those guys, um, I guess, uh, I went a bit twisted in jail. Uh, So I'm learning to manage it. Uh, uh, I worked with this psychiatrist, Angela Nouns, a Welsh lady, about four, three, four years before uh, before they let me out if I wasn't a threat to society. Yeah. Uh, and one of my conditions, I'm supposed to see a... Um, a probation approved psychologist or psychiatrist every couple of years. But for them, that's just ticking the boxes that their... they duty of care is covered, but I need more than that. And I keep telling all these organisations I'm broken, mate. And they just go, oh my God. And they're looking all They're ringing the police up. I'm just voicing what I'm what I'm telling them. The crazy part the about it, they got all that information in front of them. They just don't know how to deal with them. If they're just open and honest, they showed a bit of aroha, showed a bit of uh, forgiveness. You know, I've done my time, I've paid for my crimes. So stop punishing us. Yeah. I'm Sixty years old. And I've got so much information and knowledge and I want to give so much back, it's unbelievable. I guess they don't know how to deal with us, people like us, it's just not me. I've got brothers in there done 35 years,
1: 25 years, just imagine what, they're going to be treated. Oh, look, man's, to sort of wrap this up. I mean, do you have any messages, brother, that you'd like to put out there? Um, you know, there's possibly a lot of people are gonna watch this. Mm. So, do you have any messages to maybe any brothers that you have in prison? You know, people that are watch this that that mm. know you and things. Do you have any messages that you want to put out there? Yes, I have.
0: Yeah, so sisters and brothers out there, look for the rehabilitation, and the help. Drugs and the alcohol, the violence. There's people out there that truly care. Organizations that truly care about us. I'm at one of them now. the Grace Foundation is one of many. So reach out my brothers, it's cool to be in now. We help and our sisters. It's no good in the darkness. Come out of the come out of and come into the light and see things a lot more Mm. clearly. Good day. Thanks for the opportunity.